Welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, brought to you by the Sportsman Channel. All hunting, all fishing, all the time. Contact your local network provider and ask about the Sportsman Channel today. Now here's your host of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, Christian Berg. You are listening to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting, and as always, we're thrilled that you took some time to join us today for some exciting uh, bow hunting conversation and I've got a smile on my face because I just hung up on today's guest. I went to hit the record button and I hit the hang up button and sometimes that's the way it goes with this all these high-tech gadgets but we've got him back on the line and today my guest is a warrior. It's Mac Malinick. He is the president and head bow hunter of the American Warrior Bowhunter Group. So that's a mouthful, but Mac, you're here, you're with us, and we're going to talk all about the AWBG. So welcome aboard to Bowhunting Radio. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Now, Mac, you are a retired Marine, and you have recently started the American Warrior Bowhunter Group, and you guys are sponsoring some big 3D shooting tournaments. And uh, tell me a little bit about this tournament that you guys have coming up and what the AWBG is all about. Uh, again, thank you very much, Christian. The, uh, we have a tournament coming up August 14th and 15th. We just had one in June, but we had one... Um, we're going to have one August 14th and 15th up at the Crooked Creek Resort on Union Pass up here on the Continental Divide in the middle of Wyoming, northern Wyoming, actually. And uh, this is uh, a very nice, quiet place. It's nice and high. We're at about 8,500 feet, and uh, the American Warrior Bow Hunter Group is geared more towards a bow hunter. Uh, this is not really set up as a uh, as an archery tournament, even though it uh, we're shooting at three dimensional targets. Uh, the the uh, participants are getting ready to go on a hunt here this uh, September first, and we have very big elk hunts up here. And the uh, they show up with the gear they're going out to harvest game with, so. That's what makes it a pure bow hunter experience up here for the 3D tournament. And you guys have, uh, tell me about your course. You guys shoot how many targets? What kind of classes do you have? Uh, that sort of thing. What kind of a scoring system do you use? Okay, the uh, uh, we're running about 50 targets, and I've got full size. I throw in a dragon or a sasquatch here and there, but the... Uh, uh, we score at uh, center ring of 12, and we go to 10, and then we go to 8. And a lot of your uh, your archery tournaments are scoring at 14, but we go 12, 10, and 8. Uh, we're shooting out to uh, about 45, a little shy of 45 yards. And uh, it's, it's set up kind of like a golf tournament, but there's some all obstacles you got to go through to be able to to uh, to get to the targets. All right, classes we have uh, we have youth, and that goes up to 16 years old, and that includes uh, male, female, 
and then we have the women's division, and that's everything up above uh, 17. And we also have the uh, men's rookie bow hunter division. Uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, here in the future, I'm going to get some uh, some angst from the participants, uh, especially if you got some very, very good shooters at the ages from 17 to 23. Uh, they'll want to know why they're a rookie. And, uh, well, we all know that anybody at that age is a rookie anyway. Uh, but they, uh, they have a chance to uh, not only win their division, but win the open division. Let me carry on here. We have uh, the rookie division. We have the uh, novice division. And we have the elite division, all broken down into uh, age categories. And you'll be able to see this on the rules and regulations on the website here fairly uh, soon. Gotcha. And then we have the open division. The open division is where everybody competes for the grand prize, all the adults, okay, just the adults. Now, we all know that uh, the youth are going to shoot from a separate stake, closer stake. Uh, the youth will not be participating in the, uh, in the grand prize, but the... Um, Ed, there's a first, second, third trophy for each division. So if you're a rookie and you beat out the elite shooter, you can also win another trophy for uh, the open division. And uh, the grand prize is a 700cc Arctic Cat um, four-wheeler, a quad. And so this is... Uh open to anybody who wants to show up at the uh, resort there in Wyoming and plunk down their money? How much is the entry fee for this tournament? All right. In order to shoot at an AWBG-sanctioned tournament, you have to be an AWBG member, okay? But it's uh, $65 to join and $35 for the tournament. And I think I've got some advertising out there. It says if you sign up... Uh, if you sign up early, you can get some discounts and whatnot. But um, if you show up game day, it's uh, it's a hundred dollars. Gotcha. And it's a two-day tournament, a one-day tournament. How what? How does that go? This is a two-day tournament. What we're going to do is uh, the first uh, the first day they show up. I want to give everybody a, a fighting chance. So, you know, some people are going to show up with. Uh, with brand new gear or they're not dialed in and we're going to give them a chance that first morning after sign up to go ahead and and get everything dialed in get all their sights set up get their feel for it now if you got your uh, experienced bow hunters they're going to show up that gives them a little bit of time to get in some target practice to make sure their pins are right and uh when uh, they get out on a course, there's, there is uh, no ranging devices allowed, okay? So it's you need to know your equipment when you get out onto the range. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, and my philosophy behind this is that, okay, you're sitting in a tree stand or a blind or you're stalking and tracking your game and the battery dies on your rangefinder. Were you going to pick up and go home? No. You need to be able to understand range estimation, or a lot of people call it range guesstimation, and you need to know your equipment. 
Um, Indians didn't use uh, range finders. Matter of fact, they didn't even have pens, did they? <laughs> but anyway, that that is the idea behind it. So we go the first run is practice in the morning, run through the tournament or run through the course the first time, and then do another uh, practice or compulsory. And all these 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 uh, practice runs are going to be scored as well. Okay. Okay. And but, then the, but they don't, but they don't the count. final one. Sorry. But they don't count though, right? Or they do. No, they're all going to count all together. All the scores are going to count together. Okay. So case in point, I have a shoot in the morning. That's going to be scored. I have a shoot in the afternoon. That's going to be scored. The next Sunday, I have a shoot in the morning. That's going to be scored. And then the, the last one uh, for uh, Sunday afternoon, that'll be scored. We tally up all the scores. And then the highest score out of each division is going to be awarded a trophy. And then second, third, on down. And then the highest score out of all the adults is going to walk home with the grand prize. Gotcha. Now, what sorts of other prizes do you have up for grabs? Uh, obviously, you've got that great Arctic Cat ATV as the grand prize. What sorts of other uh, swag will the successful shooters go home with? The swag. The swag. I, I, I have a product line that, um, you know, I got hat shirts and belts and all kinds of other things and arrows and all that. And uh, uh, the first, second, and third. Um, well, well, let's back up here. They, if, if uh, you know, the, the people come up and they join, the bow hunters come up and join, right off the bat, they're going to get a choice uh, on their hat. Okay, right off the bat. They're going to get a uh, membership card, and they're, they're pretty nice, a uh, membership card, and then they get discounts on all, the, uh, on all the products that I have. Now, let's say we have somebody, we're watching, my judges, we're out there watching, and we're seeing somebody who's just really, really putting out, they're concentrating, and I really like to push this towards the youth, mm-hmm. and they're really, really concentrating, and... Uh, they do an exceptional job. They walk away with some swag. Gotcha. Um, we have, uh, you know, people who are going to show up, and they're they're not necessarily just worried about themselves. They're confident in their abilities, but they're out to like when we're on a practice range, we're out there, and these people want to come up, and they want to. They're excited about you know bow hunting. They're excited about it and they want to go ahead and share it. Those people are walking away with swag. That's what we need in this community is people to get really, really excited about it. Competition's all fine and good, but we've got, to be able to, we've got to be able to share it and teach our skills to who's around us. That's excited about it. So, so, so this is the second American Warrior Bowhunter Group tournament, right? That you've ever done absolutely and, 2010 yes and uh, so it's the second one in the history of the organization and it's coming up uh, the 14th and 15th of august is that right did i get those dates right 14th and 15th it's a weekend it's a saturday and that's out in wyoming and people can go to your website for more information about that now tell me about this name because i've seen you know your website i've seen the ads 
that you've had in the magazine promoting your tournaments. And, um, you know, I, I, when I first saw it, I thought to myself, American Warrior Bowhunter Group, what is this organization? Is it affiliated with the military or is it, is it uh, designed to support the military? Uh, you know, what do people, should they take from the name? Tell me how you started this thing, Mac, and, and what does the name mean? It's a really good question, Christian. I appreciate that. I um, I did 24 years, just about 24 years in the Marine Corps. I was a uh, I was a recon Marine, a reconnaissance Marine, and this breed of of people <laughs> they're uh, uh, they're very very overachievers, they're outdoorsy. They're um, it's where I it's where I learned really how to how to shoot a bow, and matter of fact, it was a uh, uh, of Indian descent. This sergeant I had when I first came in, and he showed me how to shoot bear bow, and I got excited about it. I mean, we all get deployed. We got to go do the Beirut and and Iraq and Afghanistan and all that. But being deployed, you don't really get to stick with that, you know, that skill. You just, unless you found a way to drag that thing around the world, in some places they won't let you bring in a bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays they do that. It's, it's good. I mean, you have big organizations going over to Iraq with 3D tournaments. I think it's outstanding. And so as time went by, I, I stuck with it the best I could. So when I retired... I retired from the Marine Corps in 2002. So, yeah, and, and, just, and just to interrupt you for a second, Mac, what year did you enlist? I joined in 1978. Okay, so you were in, and how old were you then? Uh, just turning 19. Okay, so you went in at 19 in 1978, and you were in there all the way till 2002 when you retired. And I gather from what you just said that you... You saw the world on Uncle Sam's dime, not necessarily in some of the most beautiful tourist destinations ever, right? <laughs> and thank you very much for paying my wages. It was a privilege. It was a privilege to be able to do that. It was fantastic. And so, uh, yes. Well, I thank you for your service, sir, and uh, uh, I'm sure the listeners do as well. We uh, we owe a lot to you and uh, those like you for protecting our freedoms and giving us the opportunity to enjoy so many bow seasons while you were away doing other things. <laughs> yeah. The um, here's here's another thing, Christian, is that. The American Warrior Bowhunter Group, yeah, I curtailed that, or came up with that name, I'm sorry, uh, because of because of my background. Right. And I really, 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 um, um, I, have, I have just this burning desire, I've got to be able to help out these wounded warriors, okay? And when, when I was in uh, California, I had some wounded warriors come up, and they had been, um, you know, amputees from above or below the knees, and they had these new legs, and they're walking around just like, just like you and I, but they're disabled now. I mean, they're 
uh, Wounded Warriors. And this, this young man shows comes up to me and says, Mac, I heard about you, and I want you to help me dial in my bow. And I was like bawling like a baby. That, that's fantastic. Who else can we get to come out here and do this? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not just the Wounded Warriors. Uh, just before I came back out to the ranch, um, I went over to my the last unit I was with, the 1st Reconnaissance Battalion, and uh, they're out of California at Camp Pendleton. And uh, a lot of them are deployed. They're gone, okay? They're, they're out doing their job, but there are some that are back. And I went in with my flyer, and I said, Dadgummit, who in here is a bow hunter? And, and uh, hopefully I'm going to get, I don't know, 10 or 20 of these guys to show up because they're the ones doing the work now. They're the ones that the people can come up and go up and look at them and ask questions and really, really hear the, the straight-up deal on what's going on. And young kids, you know, just like I was when I came in, and uh, to get them up here. And the next ones I want to work on also is the Special Forces, Green Berets, and the Navy SEALs, and, and the Army Rangers, and, and uh, get them up here. So everybody, and they would love to come up here. They, they just live off of this stuff. They love it. But to get them, and I know for a fact they don't get enough time to go do hunts, mm-hmm. that they need, to, they need to be able to come up here and do this. But that's, uh, that's where I came up with the American Warrior Bowhunter Group. And when did, when did this organization have its inception? Uh, it was actually about two years ago. Okay. And, 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 uh, go ahead. No, it was actually about two years ago. And actually, I, I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm, I'm bored. And I said, boy, it sure would be great to just go shoot. And I went on to the local military installation. I looked at their archery range, and it was trashed. It was, it was not used because everybody's working so much. And I went out to the, to the sergeant major of the base and the commanding, uh, commanding general, and, and that day I said, I'm with the American Warrior Bowhunter Group, and I want to help. And uh, I think it was that next week I had cards. And where was this? Business card. Mac, where, did you, where this was is this? Camp Pendleton, California. Gotcha. So, so, uh, and it, so that's where you you split your time now. Is that it between California and uh, Wyoming, where you where your ranch is? Well, I I started, or I'm sorry, I retired in California. Gotcha. Usually, when uh, service members get out of whatever branch of service they're in. Um, we're trying to come up with a plan to assimilate ourselves back into society because we've been living in a brotherhood of, uh, you have to assimilate to come back out here. So anyway, I, I stayed in California and got my off the wall jobs at Lowe's and became a military analyst. And, and, uh, as soon as I got out, I started up my own company and it's, it, I guess it's relevant to AWBG. It's called Recon Mountaineer. And uh, I started designing load-bearing equipment 
for the Department of Defense, load-bearing equipment like uh, stuff you carry your magazines in or body armor carriers or backpacks, uh, medical bags and whatnot. And uh, I designed uh, I designed some equipment, and I'm currently selling to the Department of Defense. And that the base of that, or where it's based out of, is uh, near San Diego, California. Gotcha. So, so for the last you know couple of years, I I'm saying I gotta go home. I gotta go back to Wyoming. I gotta get back up there. Mm-hmm. So. I have been I've been moving back and forth. So so you got out of the military and uh like you say you've got this other company doing the uh the the load bearing gear and and you can actually find a little more information about that on your website too and it's kind of neat stuff and and like you say here on the website it's all designed you know with you know high military special operations type specs. This is this is high-end stuff, and I think you had a line in there uh, for you know for bow hunters that check this stuff out. I think you said something along the lines of, "This is the first hunting gear that you're actually going to want to take care of," or something like that. Absolutely. <laughs> so maybe people who come to your tournaments can, maybe if they're really good or they're really helpful out there and they're exhibiting the spirit of the hunt, helping their fellow. Uh, blood brothers out there that they can walk away maybe even with like a like a cool recon mountaineer backpack or something like that. Well, we're gonna call we're gonna call the new line the new AWBG bow hunters backpack or the new AWBG integrated quiver that goes across your back, uh, and but it's gonna have some really really nice features to it and comfortable and. Uh, mix right in with your environment and eat and ergonomic to be able to carry exactly what you need. There's all kinds of stuff out there. And, uh, I've always liked to travel light, especially when you're humping around the woods, dig on 10 to 12,000 feet. You like to have things light. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's what, uh, that's what I learned from the military, and bring that out to the bow hunters is is uh, is definitely on my agenda. So, so you've got your um, gear part of the AWBG. You've got your tournaments. What is the the organization uh, as a whole? If I plunk down my sixty five bucks to become a member, what exactly am I becoming a member of? Is it a shooting club? Is it a buying club? Is it a little bit of both? What's your vision for the future of the AWBG as this continues to grow and take shape, Mac? Good, good questions. The it's going to be ever evolving. Actually, it's just going to get better, better, better. I, I, I. The status quo. I don't really like that. I it, it, we have to continually evolve, continually evolve. And case in point is. The tournaments the way they are right now, I bring in, I or I we uh, got together and Crooked Creek, you know, we're, we've got a like a partnership. They host it. They got cabins. They got great food. It's a really really good time. Great setting. Um, AWBG headquarters is right down the road. I got BLM 
BLM land all over the place to set up these tournaments. And I bring in uh, rock and rock and roll bands, country bands, and uh, it it is it's constant activity. People are having a really really good time. And I was even I've even brought this up as well, and I don't know if anybody's doing it a uh, uh, snow uh, snow machine bow hunting tournament. <laughs> no, you're not shooting snowmobiles. You're riding on snowmobiles. From target to target. 3D target. Yeah. So yeah. that's is that something you think you might put together this winter? I've gotta I've gotta get some feedback from people. I don't wanna set something up and have two two people show up. You know, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can get done. I know I got the people up here are definitely excited. Up here in Wyoming are definitely excited about it. And this is snowmobile country up here big time. But um it's it's gonna evolve. I mean it's it's gonna evolve. I wanted to do uh for the bow hunter. I wanted to do tournaments in June, July, and August. June's kind of rough up here for that due to the fact that we're just getting over mud season. There's still snowing, okay? And I wanted, I want, I would like to make it comfortable for, for, the, for the participants to come up and do this. So July and August, you know, uh, bow hunting season starts September 1st, so... It's a real good time to come in and get some competition and network with the local guiding services. Mm. Okay. Let's say you don't, you don't do it this year, but you say, hey, I'm going to come up next year, and you can plan ahead for the year, have this, uh, this guide set up. And some of the prizes that I, I want to have set up is that, you know, you, you get a free hunt. Uh, now, I won't have it this year, but next year it'll be you get a a free hunt for uh, I don't, uh, for each division holder mm-hmm. for first place and the grand prize winner. So all they got to do is just show up. They're already tagged, and their accommodations are taken care of, and and they can go out and shoot one of these elk. So you're you're really you're not necessarily looking to um you know expand to you know doing 10 tournaments all over the west or anything like that you're really focused on on two big events uh each summer in uh Wyoming It's going to depend on the membership base. Gotcha. If I can have a big membership base and I can set up. I could. I could do traveling tournaments. I. I. I'm not putting that out. The. Uh, that's highly possible. The. Um, but that's. Uh, that's where we're standing right now. The. the so what you. Yeah. What you've the, got basically, Mac. I mean, it sounds really cool because what you're talking about. You know, you had the one in July. You've got this other one coming up in August up there in Dubois, Wyoming. And it's kind of like. You know, a bow hunter's rendezvous, if you will. So anybody who wants to come, uh, the join the you know it's the fraternity of archers there. It's a bow hunting oriented tournament, and you've got opportunity to not only shoot a great course and compete for some good prizes, but also network with your fellow hunters 
and it sounds like you even have this idea of developing in the future more of almost like a little bit of a like an outdoor show type atmosphere around the event where you've got guides maybe other people with you know gear who may be on hand and to just really make it a celebration of everything uh, that bow hunting is and, and the things that revolve around that absolutely correct absolutely and you've got the live music and uh, I'm sure uh, some good food and libations being shared around campfires in the evening so I gotta say I'm kinda jealous that I'm not gonna be able to be there in uh, a few weeks you know I almost I almost ought to rearrange my schedule and come out to Wyoming August 14 and 15 shoot this sucker. Well go ahead and check it out go ahead and check it out and see <laughs> so you had your first tournament last month, and I think you said you had a couple hundred people, which is pretty impressive for a for an inaugural event, right? Well, it wasn't a couple of hundred. It was it was, it was smaller than that. I've had uh, a, a whole bunch of people sign up, but as far as actually coming out here to do this, it is it's uh, it, it's quite a ride. I mean, I had people coming from Nebraska and Colorado's close, but. Uh, you know, Arizona, Nevada, I had some come up from Texas, and uh, they they went ahead and they, they traveled, and they came all the way up here to do it. I mean, we're looking at international folks as well. Uh, I've got international memberships, um, you know, due to the fact of the, uh, what do you call the uh, economy, I was kind of stressing about it a little bit. We had some pretty good participation, and uh, I, I am definitely, uh, I'm definitely sure this one is going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a good time. And and as the AWBG grows and develops, uh, just to circle back to that whole, you know, namesake and theme of the American Warrior. You mentioned, you know, some of the. Uh, you know, injured and, and disabled troops that you've, you know, had the opportunity to interact with. It's something that you'd like to see the organization take uh, sort of an active role in in doing things to help out these military men and women who have uh, obviously sacrificed on our behalf and to give them opportunity to have, uh, you know, decent equipment to shoot places to shoot and and you know possibly it sounds like even opportunities to get out uh you know and do some hunting with the you know whatever accommodations they might need to be successful in the field absolutely correct the wounded warriors of all branches of service and active duty military all branch service and retirees come on up you you uh You've all done really well, and we're proud of you, and we want you to be able to come up, and, and this will be a really, really nice place to do uh, some networking, breathe some very, very clean air, and uh, see some wildlife that you're just not going to see uh, in other places. I've got elk and deer and moose and grizzly bears walking right through my property, and... and uh, it's uh it's absolutely uh calming. It's calming to come up here and it's great stress relief and plus uh 
if you're a hardcore hunter, you plan ahead. You can come up here and and take some trophies home, definitely. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your hunting background, Mac. Um, I know you you mentioned to me that you, I guess you spent your your youth in Casper, Wyoming, and that area. So um, I don't know if you bow hunted before you got into the military, but uh, what what kind of hunting background do you have? Did you hunt? growing up uh, as a kid and maybe with a rifle and then moved into the bow hunting and uh, uh, mainly a western guy or have had a chance maybe to hunt all over with the military travels that you've done? You know, the um, um, grew up in Moreland, raised in Casper. Uh, we ended up moving to Loveland, Colorado, which is where I actually graduated from high school. But uh, while I was here in Wyoming, I'm gonna put a plug in for Leroy Burback. I hope he hears this. He's a he is a, a guy that showed me how to fly fish, showed me how to tie flies, showed me how to shoot a rifle. He did not show me how to shoot a bow, and I'm trying to drag him up here. But uh, he taught me traps and snares. He taught me a whole bunch of stuff about which helped me out in the Marine Corps. I mean, mm-hmm. think about that. The skills he he taught me on everything from tying knots, like being a Boy Scout and all that stuff. He he taught me an awful lot of really good stuff. I left Wyoming, went to Colorado, and of course turned into a snot-nosed teenager. And you don't they don't know what they're doing. And uh, did my high school thing. And you know, while I first got into high school, I said I want to be a Marine. That's all I want to do. And then joined the Marine Corps, and when I was stationed in uh, Quantico, Virginia, and uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, that's where I really picked up the bow. And that was that's what, where I got to learn how to. As a result of just some bow hunters in your unit, that sort of thing. They're, they're the reconnaissance unit. I was with Second Force Reconnaissance uh, Company. And uh, bow hunters and black powder rifle shooters and knife fighters and just all out marathon runners, triathletes, just overachievers and everything. And uh, I wanted to be part of that group, and I did get to become part of that group. And we, we got to do a lot of interesting schools. Um, that as a requirement for a reconnaissance marine and a lot of operations and we brought out our tools and some of the tools we brought out was a bow. So and so, so so where did you actually end up doing your, your very first bow hunt, Mac? What was that like? It was in uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina and they have very small deer. Very small very quick <laughs> and uh trees are really skinny so there's no it was it was pure stalking and tracking and uh you have to be a you have to be a quick shot it was a good time it was a really good time so that was that was back in the early that was back in the early 80s gotcha so and 
when you were in your early 20s, that's when you started your bow hunting career. Exactly. And so tell me about how that's evolved in the in the 25 or 30 years since then, Mac. Have you have you then had opportunity to do things back home in your native Wyoming that you didn't get to do as a kid that you're now enjoying in retirement, chasing elk and mule deer and all sorts of good stuff like that? Uh, absolutely. I've not been able to go and uh, get me some good trophies yet due to the fact of I'm a businessman. And I hope it's not my downfall, but I... Uh, I have the opportunity to do it this year, and um, but I'm more of I'm more of I would I want to have either either my pro staff that I'm building my pro staff and or other other uh, other bow hunters that need sponsorships to go out and represent the American Warrior Bow Hunter Group, film their hunt film everything they got and put it out there for more for more advertisement. I would love to see and you know what, to see the smiles on these people's faces when they go out and they get a I I I, I get an awful lot. I get an awful lot out of that. And if it's gonna help grow the American Warrior Bow Hunter Group base and or genre or whatever you want to call it, um, I'm willing to do it. So you're Definitely actually, yeah. So you're actually, uh, you're interested in in you know maybe cultivating some relationships with some of the top, uh, you know, bow hunters out there in the archery community and sort of having them fly the AWBG flag just like they do for, you know, for Hoyt or Matthews or Nikon or Realtree or Mossy Oak and and that sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. But it's my um, the AWBG is not going to be just product based. It's going to be a meeting place. It is where, and I'll have it set up on the website for forums and all this other stuff that's coming. I'm I'm grabbing people to do that, but it's it's a meeting place. It is, um, you know, if I can't get this stuff, I can show you where to go. Resourcing, networking. Um, and when you finally come together and you get set up with your hunts and you get set up and you're just improving your skill and you're getting better, um, it's just an all-around awesome experience. It's just an all-around awesome experience. So AWBG needs to be just a, an awesome resource for anything bow hunting. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you just... You really want it to be a community, really, and that that's a community, obviously, at your tournaments, uh, on your website, and just, uh, like I said earlier, a celebration of, of archery and bow hunting and the spirit of the hunt and the pursuit and the joy and the, you know, the highs and the, the lows and the solitude that we all kind of seek out there and, and have a place to just appreciate those things together and, and, and do some good things, you know, for the, the military community. 
and, and like we had said, the, the folks who have sacrificed on our behalf. And uh, I'll tell you what, Mac, I mean, it sounds like a really great concept. Uh, it's hard to imagine anybody hearing about AWBG who wouldn't get behind it, you know, and, and, and think that it's a cool idea. And I wish you all the best as you continue to develop it. Hopefully, uh, your event coming up in a few weeks is a smashing success, and you'll be well positioned uh, for growth as we head into the hunting seasons this fall. Absolutely, absolutely. And if all goes well, I'll have uh, I'll have some spots on uh, I don't know versus or outdoor channel with some of the bow hunters that are representing the American Warrior Bow Hunter Group. Well, that's great. And uh, before we wrap this up, tell the people who are listening today where they can find more information about AWBG if they want to do that, or even sign up for a membership. Okay, good to go. You can go to www.awbowhuntergroup.com. A W all spelled out bowhuntergroup.com go to the first page or the home page first one that comes up and you go down to more information and we have a sign up sheet our registration form and uh, we also have the fact sheet that talks all about what's going on up here rules and regulations will be on this week the uh if, if you do not want to mail in your, because uh, we are getting close, if you do not want to mail in your uh, your registration form, print it off, fill it out, bring it in. Come right up to the registration booth up at Crooked Creek. It's got all the information of where exactly you have to go. And believe me, I've got banners all over the place with arrows on them pointing which way to go. And uh, it's a nice little drive. Once you get off the highway, it's a well-improved road. And uh, you go from about 7,000 feet, uh, close to 9,000 feet, and four miles. And uh, now four miles, 4.3 miles, actually 14 miles from town, we have lodging up here, but it's a first-come, first-served basis. And you'll see that you got to call up Berta at Crooked Creek, and she can take care of you. So you don't have to leave the mountain. You don't have to leave the mountain for anything. Yeah, and you've got some photos on the website. Beautiful country up there. And, um, you know, like I said, it's. I think it's going to be a great event. And you know what I was going to say, too, Mac, is uh, if you would do me a favor, and I'm sure you're going to take a bunch of photos anyway at your event, if you would want to email me, some pictures when uh, you guys wrap up your next tournament. I'd be happy to throw a little summary and some photos up on our blog at uh, bowhuntingmag.com so people could even get another little peek at, at the AWBG uh, event and uh, maybe you know see what's going on up there and, and spark some interest for folks uh, next year when you get your events organized uh, you know to kind of inspire them to get out there and check it out. You've got it. That's not a problem at all. We'll also be traveling during, uh, you know, during the winter months, going to trade shows and whatnot, and uh, putting more word out, trying to gather some more, uh, some more memberships. But 
soon as I get some pictures, Christian, you'll get pictures, I swear to you. Well, absolutely, man. I'd be happy to do that, and, and I'm glad to hear that you're going to be kind of on the, the, the trade show circuit this winter. I know that can take it from experience, man. It can get a little tedious sometimes, but I'll tell you what, it's nice to see everybody in the industry and and uh, and see the latest and greatest, you know, gear and, and everything, too, and, and swap stories from the season. So if you're going to be at the archery trade show in January, definitely look me up because I want to hear about your elk hunt this fall and how that goes. And I'll tell you about my adventures and, uh, we'll just, we'll just, uh, celebrate, uh, spending time together as hunters. And, and you can give me an update on everything that's happened at AWBG between, uh, now and then. All right, buddy. You got it. I'm signing up this week. <laughs> All right. Well, Mac, it was a pleasure having you on bull hunting radio. Uh, hopefully a lot of folks will check out the American uh, Warrior Bow Hunting Group and uh, take care of yourself now. And good luck in the Elk uh, Woods this fall, okay? Thank you very much. It was a privilege. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Peterson's Bow Hunting Radio with editor Christian Byrne. For more information on this and other topics, pick up a copy of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on newsstands now. <laughs>